0: Welcome to Embers and Wind. Are you feeling a calling to serve? What if answering this calling unleashes, from deep within you, leadership potential? I'm your podcast host, Keith Weidman, blended three decades' experience with knowledge from multiple disciplines to unleash hidden potential in others. In this weekly podcast, my distinguished guests and I will share what fuels us, and how we serve. You will feel a gentle wind on the embers of service that glow within you. You will receive kindling for your capabilities and knowledge to build skills. You can utilize this gentle wind to ignite the kindling. You'll be guided to do this for people you lead and serve. You can apply what you learn with people you love. Get ready to feel the gentle wind. Today's guest started practicing meditation and yoga about 15 years ago. She has always been physically active, exploring different fitness and healthy dieting routines her entire life. She has worked with kids of all ages, off and on, throughout her various careers. It has only been the past couple of years that she seriously began experimenting with various types of health practices in fitness, meditation, breathwork, and diet. The program she created was born from this period of intense exploration and study. The title of this episode is Guiding Children to Self-Empowerment. Please join me in welcoming Julie DeAnne to Amber's in the Wind. Welcome, Julie. Hello,
1: Keith. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here.
0: Tell us about your journey to embrace a new, more authentic you who helps children change their lives.
1: Thank you, Keith. Honestly, I have to say, I feel like my entire life has prepared me to come to this moment. I remember when I was growing up, always just wondering, how do you figure out what you want to do in this life? There's just so much. And there were so many places I wanted to go, and I just couldn't figure out anything. I I just wanted to experience things. And now that I look back on my life, I realize that all of those experiences were preparing me for this moment to, to come to the realization of my true purpose in life. And finding that purpose is why we're all here. You have to go through life and experience life to figure out what it is that you want and you don't want, and then you discover your purpose. And my purpose, I believe, is guiding others, specifically children, to figure out that there is a process to discovering your true nature and purpose in life. And so it is amazing and it's a wonderful feeling to have finally arrived and now being able to share this with the world is uh, so empowering and it gives you a sense of confidence and resolve unlike anything I've ever experienced before.
0: I love that. Please share more about your vision that self-empowered children will change the world.
1: What I envision, Is children who wake up every day and whether it's at home or at school, they start out connecting, basically connecting to the heart center, connecting to all that is through some movement, intentional movement, getting their body moving, feeling the energy coursing through their body. And then going into breathing, it's called breath work, and there's a whole science behind that. And then as they start to breathe in and calm the body down, that allows the mind to clear and allows them to receive inspirations, just inspirations from, you could say, your higher self, from God, from source. But it allows them to center into their bodies and to know that they are loved, they are safe, and they are here for a purpose and to feel confident knowing that all is well and that whatever happens throughout the day, they can handle it. And then they know they have these techniques of what they can do whenever something happens in their life where they might feel some sort of emotion that brings them down, overwhelmment, anger, frustration. They know that they can stop in that moment, and they have several different techniques that they have been taught, such as the breathing or different uh, mind statements they can make, and they can stop that negative emotion and choose something better. And therefore, they are now learning to respond to what happens in their lives instead of simply reacting to the environment. There's a huge difference there.
0: Julie, I'm picking something up for my sensory acuity. And that is a question coming from somebody who's enjoying this conversation. They want to know how they as a parent can also get closer to being their authentic self.
1: Very good question. So, As the children are learning these programs, obviously, they must learn them from either the parents or the teachers. And so my intention is I am targeting children and children typically uh, in the elementary ages, say, 5 to 11. But the parents and the teachers as well, they either have to present the material to the kids, whether that's a video through someone else or through themselves. But as they're presenting it, they are also being exposed and learning this material. And there is so much out there that targets parents, teachers, adults in general, that I felt like we need something specific for the kids that is crafted to be accepted and enjoyed by the children and, and geared more for their mindset because children can take something short, quick snippets, and then they they get it because they're not looking at life through all of the many filters and uh, stories and Preconceived notions that a lot of adults have already have because we've lived life and we have opinions about things. So, when we see something, a lot of times we're going to sort of code it with our experience from our past. And that's not necessarily the case with kids. Everything's fresh and new. They're going to absorb it and they're going to transform it and they're going to create something better. And that's the amazing thing. So, the kids can take this and run with it. And the parents, as they see the children, starting to perhaps respond better to life, to um, behave in ways that are much more conducive to creating a happier experience, they will get more interested in starting to deepen their practice and perhaps starting to do these same techniques and start seeing the results themselves. And that's the amazing, thing. That's, how, that's how we start to change the world.
0: So whether you're working with a teacher or a parent, they are showing a video to their children. They can join the, the video and watch it too to oh, benefit sure. Ab- from your training.
1: Absolutely. Yes. Or they can also learn the material and then teach it to the kids. Mm-hmm. And they could do it in conjunction with videos. And the, the wonderful part is it's like a living, uh, like a living document, you know, as they are practicing the movements, the, the positive statements, the breath work, the meditation they are also changing it as time goes because you wanna change your statements. You, You might say to yourself, as you breathe in, you breathe out, you center, say, I am enough. I am safe. I am loved. I am connected to all that is. We are all connected. They can add in other statements. They can change those statements as time evolves and as they are seeking to feel something else and let the kids pick their own statements. And that's the beauty of it. Once the kids start doing this themselves, they know what to do as they get older to arrive at the feeling place that they need to then present themselves in the world in the best version that they can.
0: I believe I heard you say you serve children between the ages of 7 and 11?
1: Yes, or as young as 5, targeting mostly kindergarten through, say, fourth grade.
0: Okay. Thank you for clarifying that. Sure. Sure. So what led you to focus on helping teachers and parents help their kids learn how to empower themselves?
1: I want to make a bigger impact. And my idea is that if we can get this sort of thing taught in schools, having teachers teaching the youngest children from day one, from the get-go, and they do this every day, that starts the habit and the practice in the kids that they can then follow as they get older. And they can continue to do this on their own or with groups, but it's important for the kids to start learning now, and parents, it's great for the parents to teach the kids, but oftentimes, parents are so busy in the mornings, just trying to get ready, trying to get the kids off to school, they don't necessarily feel that they have time, or you know, make the time, whatever the case is, but it's something that anybody can do, quite frankly, but if it were in the schools, then you would know that the kids would definitely be learning this day in, day out, and again, it becomes a habit. So they can do this anytime. And again, they would learn these techniques so they can do this throughout the day whenever they need it.
0: Julie, there's somebody that's wondering if their child is being taught by a teacher and their teacher utilizes your program, how can the parent benefit from the program too? Well, the parent will start to see
1: the differences in their child. And here's the really interesting part. As they ask their child So what what is it that you're doing? Or maybe they talk to the teacher and they ask, wow, my child just seems to be so much calmer and happier. What are you doing differently? My child just loves your class. Every day they talk about coming in in the morning and how it sets them up for just a wonderful day. The teacher can then explain to the parent what they're doing. And then they can talk to the child and the child can explain to the parent. And then the child becomes the teacher to the parent. And that's a wonderful role for the child to play, to be seen by their parent as a quote expert in something that really empowers children. And that even further bolsters their confidence in what they're doing and in the fact that they have learned something and that they can now share with others. And that also encourages them to share that with more than just their parents, maybe with other friends or siblings. And
0: it's like a spiral effect. There's a parent listening, Julie, who does not know what you mean when you say empower.
1: Empower meaning self-confidence. You feel like you don't have to look outside of you for guidance or for an authority. You recognize that it comes from within, that all you need to do is calm yourself, settle the body, just what you do through the breathing and the positive statements in your head, getting yourself into a place of feeling love and connection and feeling good. And that allows you to open up your mind to possibilities and to inspirations and ideas that then help you figure out whatever the issue is that you're trying to resolve in your life.
0: Can you share a couple of stories about children you've helped become empowered? Sure.
1: There was a video that I did about becoming unstoppable, and this deals with mirror work. Marissa Peer talks about that, Mel Robbins, there's a lot of people that talk about the importance of... Staring yourself in the eyes, in the mirror and giving yourself the positive feedback that you desire, because whatever it is that you desire from others, you must give to yourself first. So you tell yourself in the mirror, I'm wonderful. I love you. I am unstoppable. And I did this video about this and I was targeting children saying, look, it doesn't matter what anybody else tells you. You have to tell yourself that you are enough and you have to tell yourself this every day. And watch how it changes you. I sent this to a bunch of people, and I got a lot of positive feedback. But the one that really struck me was there was a little girl from a friend, and this little girl is about nine years old. And she had come back and told her mom and then told me that she loved that video, that it was really inspiring, and she was going to start doing that. And it was really important because this is a little girl whom I've seen before who tends to always uh, see sort of the glass half empty instead of half full. And so I thought that that was really good. Maybe that will help shift her mindset and help her to start seeing things in more positive light. You see, what we're trying to do here is understand that our thoughts produce a feeling and then the feelings push us to do certain actions. And of course, actions lead to results. So if you understand the process, you know that everything starts first with a thought. And everything in life, everything was first a thought before it became reality, right? Anything that you see in front of you, anything, computers, light bulbs, all of that, for somebody first had to think of it. And when you think a thought, a think is an electrical pulse, and it sends out it's like a signal, it sends it out. And your mind is designed to figure out solutions to the questions that you pose to it. So that's why posing the, the quality of the question that you pose will determine the quality of your life. Because as you pose these questions to yourself, your mind starts working and coming up with all these ideas. And it's up to you to sift through those ideas and figure out which ones you think will work or which ones are good and which ones you don't care for. And then as you get those ideas, you get feelings. And the feelings are feedback to yourself of whether or not it might be good or not. And then, of course, you, you do your actions. And sometimes it doesn't work out. And that's okay because that's just feedback. That's just learning Research and development, and sometimes it does work out, and then you're propelled to do even more successful things. So as we learn this process, it's uh, it's just an amazing flow. It's it's like a feedback loop.
0: There's a parent who wants to know how old the child was that benefited from your training.
1: The one girl that um, I heard back who listened to the video, she was nine. Now I have another story. There is a what I call the flip around. So when you have negative mind chatter you know negative self-talk you're telling yourself something and it's in a negative way and and sometimes we do this you know we 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 beat ourselves up we kick ourselves for the smallest things and it's stuff you would say you wouldn't say this to a friend but you say it to yourself so we have to turn that around we have to treat ourselves in our minds the way we would treat a loved one like a best friend if you mess up it's okay have compassion for yourself brush yourself off say I'm okay. I'm going to fix this, or I'm going to turn this thing around. I can, I'll learn from this and move on. And that's okay. So this little girl, one day she was in the swimming pool. She had learned some techniques a few weeks ago about when you get this negative mindset, you stop it in its tracks. So she was in the swimming pool by herself, waiting for a friend to show up. She was doing flips underwater. She couldn't figure out how to do this one flip. She said, I just started Tell myself, oh my gosh, you're so dumb. I can't believe it. You could do the front flip. How can you can't do the back flip? It's just so easy and here you are, you can't do it. I can't believe it, you can't do anything. And then in that moment, she flipped the switch and she said, I said, no, stop. I'm not gonna talk like that. I can do this. I know how, and I'm gonna make myself do this right now. She made that decision in that moment to stop that self-talk, to persevere, And when she was done, she was able to do it. And she told me, I did it. I was able to do the flip. And to see the light in her shining eyes was amazing. And that's what we're going for, to see that light go on in their eyes when they realize they do have the power. They have the power in their minds to make that decision and to go forward and persevere. That's resilience. That's resolve. And that's how you create a successful, happy life.
0: And how old was this child when this happened? I believe this one
1: was either eight or nine.
0: Thank you for sharing that. Yes, You're welcome. You have a free Facebook group. Tell us about your Facebook group and who you serve through the Facebook group.
1: Yes, I love this little Facebook group. It's targeting parents and teachers of elementary age children. And in the Facebook group, I post positive statements that are designed to get people to think about life and think about maybe the thoughts that they have on a daily basis and whether or not those thoughts are serving them or not and so they can replace them with something that is more positive and does serve their higher good what they're going for in life so there's the positive statements usually coupled with a story and something that describes how it can be explained to children or just shared with children just stories for kids i also do videos I post videos on tips and tricks for such as flipping negative self-talk, lots of different mindset type videos that encourage positive feelings and boosting confidence, also creating boundaries. When I talk about boundaries, I'm talking about like personal, uh, emotional, and mental boundaries. In other words, guarding your mindset, guarding your personal feelings of self-confidence,
0: So this could be a good way for parents or teachers who are working with your curriculum to learn more about your work. Absolutely. So tell us about the law of attraction and how that influences your work.
1: So the way the law of attraction works is whatever you are feeling and thinking the majority of the time becomes your belief, becomes your state of being, and that emanates an energetic signal, electromagnetic signal, uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza would say. So thoughts are electric and feelings are magnetic. So when you think a thought that sends out the signal and then the feeling that you have is like a magnet it's drawing back to you, whatever is the same. That's why it's so important to maintain to the best possible a more uplifting and positive feeling of expectation and anticipation for life. Because when you're feeling good, you're attracting more of the same. When you're feeling bad, you're attracting more of the same. So that's how the law of attraction works. Whatever you're feeling or thinking, you're going to attract more of that. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't have a negative thought here and then, or you know, cry once in a while or feel bad. We all do that. That's the, that's the whole range of emotions, and that's why we're here. We're here to feel everything, to experience things. But the point is, how long are you going to stay in that negative emotion, in that negative state. You feel it, you acknowledge it, you face it, whether it's fear or anger or any other negative emotion. You say, yes, I see you. I feel you cry, get it out, do some movement. And that's why getting your energy moving in your body is so important. And exercise is so important. And then once you release that, take a deep breath and you center yourself and you recognize, I'm okay, I'm loved, I I made it through that now what? Well, the now what is the important part. You have to replace that negative thought or emotion with something positive so that then you can start attracting more of that positive, desired feeling and emotion towards you. This is where goal setting is so important. Now, with little kids, they're so young, they don't necessarily understand when you say set a goal. What are you talking about? They're just here to experience life at at the young age. So for an adult, you want to set a goal because if you aim at nothing, you hit nothing. So you have to have goals in your life, whatever those goals are, and the goals will shift as your life evolves. For little children, their goal might be simply, I want to have fun today. And that's perfectly fine. That's great. Their goal might be, I want to feel happy. I want to have a new experience today. I want to make a new friend. All of those are awesome goals. And children should be encouraged to do that. And, And every day at the start of their day, They should be encouraged to set a goal like that. And again, it could be something as simple as my goal today is to have a good, fun, enjoyable day. And that's great. And as they start to experience more things,
0: they might change their goals. Julie, how does uh, positive emotions or negative emotions affect performance? The emotion that you feel is
1: going to influence the way that you act. So in other words, when you are thinking a certain way, let's just say that you feel like when you go into a room that you don't know how to talk to people. And so when you go in there, you're going to feel shy and people will pick up on that. A lot of times it's it's pretty apparent. Most times when you look around a room, you can sort of see the people who are shy versus the people who are more outgoing. And so when you're shy like that, that, that does not draw people towards you. It also doesn't draw you towards people and it makes it more difficult for you to talk and make friends. And when you do talk, you may hesitate and you trip on your words. So that's where if you are that type of person in any situation or with any skill or or sport or whatever it is that you're doing, you've got to pump yourself up first. And this is where the mirror work comes in, but not just mirror work. It's those statements that you say to yourself. You have to tell yourself in your head. I make friends easily. I easily meet other people. I am at ease when I talk with other people. Now, these statements at first may sound like, as some, some people say, it sounds like you're lying to yourself. Well, you know what? That's okay because it's not exactly a lie. It's a dream. It's a vision of yourself that you are choosing to cultivate. So you have to tell yourself first, I am it. I am good And talking to people, I've I've done this in my own life. I did this many years ago before I even studied all this material and knew about the law of attraction. I just Mm -hmm. decided, you know what? I'm tired of being shy or feeling awkward in situations. I'm just gonna get out there and I'm just gonna start talking to people. And that's the point. You make the decision, you pump yourself up, you boost your self-confidence by telling yourself that you are amazing, that you can do this and you can go out there and you can enjoy this. And then you get out there and you start doing it. And even though you may feel a little bit of scared or awkwardness or a little bit of shy, you just push through that. You keep pushing through. And amazingly enough, as you continue to push through it, you will start to feel better. You will start to feel more confident as you start to see the results and the successes that you have. And even when you make mistakes, just forgive yourself, have compassion, realize everybody goes through this. Keep moving forward. Progress is what we're after progress is success.
0: What comes to my mind as I listen to you talk is the small wins build momentum.
1: Absolutely. I like that. Small wins, small steps, baby steps.
0: What type of yoga do you practice and how does yoga influence the work that you teach?
1: I have practiced several different types of yoga. I think vinyasa is one of my more favorite types. And as I go through the flowing motions of yoga, I incorporate some of those movements into the intentional movements that I like to show kids to do and parents and people of all ages. There's uh, twisting movements that are really good for the body, shaking different things that aren't necessarily specific to a yoga practice, but are derived from practicing yoga, sitting in the lotus pose, of course, when you're meditating or resting, although with kids, they can also just stand and even do an open eye meditation, but it's better to close the eyes. The other thing that I've learned from yoga is some of the breathing practices, the breath work. And that's what I thought was really fascinating is that through breath work and through breathing, you can learn how to calm the body, how to energize the body. And there's, there's many different ways of doing it but it's really fun to teach the children because if breathing you think is something, well, shoot, you don't have to think about it. You just do it, right? Nobody's taught how to breathe. Yes, if you want to breathe on autopilot instinctually, that's fine. However, it's just like anything else with the body. It's like a muscle. You have to learn how to use it, just like with your brain. If you don't train your brain and choose the thoughts that you prefer to think, your brain will just fire off a million thoughts and it'll be running you and you'll feel scattered and distracted all the time. You have to learn how to calm that brain down and train it to serve you, to bring you the solutions and the ideas that you're seeking instead of just random stuff. Well, with your muscles, you work them out in the gym or just doing daily activities and they get stronger. So with your breathing, you learn how to do deep breathing from the belly to calm the body down and get the body in a restful state, whether that's to go to sleep or whether that's to just simply calm down to clear the mind and allow yourself to feel your inspiration and connect to the energies and the universe. By the same token, you can also do faster breathing and more shallow like chest breathing when you're trying to get yourself prepared for something such as giving a speech, going into a room full of strangers, uh, heading out to go play a sport, or any situation where you might feel a little bit of fear or anxiety about, you pump yourself up, say, okay, I've got this, I'm unstoppable, I can do this, and you start that quick breathing, and then you go for it, you jump off the high dive, you do whatever it is that you're going for, and you feel good about it.
0: What about meditation? What type of meditation do you practice and how does meditation influence your teaching?
1: Absolutely. Meditation has gotten me to where I am at this moment because I've practiced meditation off and on for probably over 20 years, but it was in the past couple of years, it became a daily practice every morning, every evening through the meditation is how I got inspired to create a program to create this whole sort of series of movement with breath work with positive statements and visualization that encourages others and specifically children to start to create the life that they choose instead of simply reacting to everything that happens around them. I learned meditation from gurus like Jeffrey Allen, Marissa Peer, Jess Shepherd, Dr. Joe Dispenza, I've been studying all kinds of different meditations and meditation for me, for anyone is a lot like working out. It's, it's like a workout for the mind. Sleep is important because it helps the mind process, what you have experienced throughout the day. But meditation is like doing the gym work. So as the same way that you work out a muscle, you must work out your mind by clearing it, by relaxing it and allowing it to receive the guidance from, you could say, your higher self, or from God, or from source, and you're receiving this information and able to process that and be inspired to then go out and then act upon those inspired ideas. And as you do that, you start to see your life developing, your path becoming clearer, and you adjust your goals. You you set your goals, and as you see new things that come open, new opportunities, you're able to refine those goals.
0: Julie, how can people who are engaged in this conversation how can they connect with you?
1: I have a free Facebook group link which will be included. I understand at the bottom of this podcast. Yes. I also have an email at illuminateyourlifeandshine@gmail.com. Um, I have a phone number which will also be included, and of course on Facebook you can find me Julie Dn.
0: Thank you. And how can somebody who wants to learn more from you, specifically teachers or parents, how can they learn more from you?
1: Just reach out to me. I am more than happy to talk with anyone, uh, give a one-on-one conversation. But I also have multiple videos, stories, and other things on my free Facebook group that you might want to check out. And I could share specific uh, videos that would address your specific situation, depending on what it is that you're looking for.
0: And then how can children learn from you? The Children would learn from
1: also watching the videos that I post in the free Facebook group. They can also learn from their parents as their parents or teachers will read to them or share with them some of the stories that I have posted and shared. I do have have a nighttime meditation. I have a couple of different things that I've created that I would be more than happy to share.
0: Thank you. Do you have an action for us to take to apply what we've learned in this conversation?
1: The one action that I would say most of all is remind yourself, we are all here to create. You have a gift. Each and every one of us has a special gift. And that is our purpose here, is to discover that gift and share it with the world. So know that you are enough just as you are. You are enough right here, right now, and you are exactly where you are meant to
0: be. Thank you so much, Julie. I really appreciate having you as a guest on Embers and Wind.
1: Thank you so much, Keith. It has been my pleasure and I appreciate it so much.
0: And we thank you for joining this conversation. We look forward to seeing you next week.
1: Thank you again.
0: Thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of Embers and Wind. If you enjoyed today, please come back next week. Please also share this episode with a friend. If you've not already subscribed to Embers and Wind, rated this podcast, and written a review, please do this now. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, you can reach me directly at embersandwind.net. Thank you again for joining us.